we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked. And complete the dang fence. This bill that we will sign today is not a revolutionary bill. Cast down your bucket where you are. We come from France. And I am, you know, adamantly against illegal immigrants. They're coming in by the thousands. Just unbelievable. A wall is an immorality. Who are you rooting for? Those masters of the universe are at it again. You maniac! You blew it up! Welcome to Parsing Immigration Policy, the podcast of the Center for Immigration Studies. My name is Mark Gregorian, Executive Director of the Center. And today we're going back to a topic that people are talking about a lot, but I think we're going to shed some light on it in a way that isn't really being done enough. And specifically talking about what's going on at the border. But rather than sort of wave our arms and get outraged, we're actually going to look at the number of people, not the number of people coming across or encountered by the Border Patrol, but the total number of people this administration is letting in who have no right to be here. Because not everybody who gets caught by the Border Patrol or turns himself in ends up being released into the United States. And there are other ways people are coming in. So what we're going to do today, and we're going to be talking to Art Arthur, Andrew Arthur, who's the, um, I forget his title, he made it up, it's a good title. but Resident uh, Fellow in Law and Policy. There you go. Thank you, Art. Here at the center, extremely knowledgeable about this, and has a blog post that we will link to. But the point here is, what are the different ways that inadmissible aliens, people who have no right to be here, what are the different ways this administration is letting them go into the United States? Because it's not just, okay, here you are and we let you go. There are different mechanisms and each of those has different numbers. And this isn't going to be super wonky, but it is good to know if you want to understand what's going on here. There was a hearing recently on the Senate where DHS Secretary Mayorkas testified and there was a lot of fireworks. He acknowledged that in the previous fiscal year, there were more than 600,000 known gotaways, those are people detected by the Border Patrol one way or another, cameras or sensors or something, but whom they did not take into custody. And that's, that was, uh, you know, led a lot of the news coverage. But it seems to me that the bigger and more alarming phenomenon, and this has been going on now for two and a half, more than two and a half years, is not the people who elude the Border Patrol. There's always going to be some of that. There's more now than there was before because the Border Patrol is busy doing the laundry of illegal aliens instead of patrolling the border. But what's more alarming and more disturbing is the people that the administration's minions had in custody who have no right to be here and are then released into the United States. So we're going to talk with Art about the FY fiscal year 2023 numbers for those of you who aren't marinated in Washington speak, for whatever reason, the federal government decides that a year starts on October 1st of the previous year. So fiscal year 2023 just ended because it started October 1st, 2022, ended September 30th, 2023. And so the end of the year numbers we have and what Art did, and I'll let him loose on you in a minute, is tally up 
the different ways the administration is letting inadmissible foreigners into the country, and then what's the total. So, Art, thanks for coming on. And let's leave the total for the end as a surprise. So, start with one of the ways that this administration is letting people into the country. So, on January the 5th, in anticipation of anywhere between 12,000 and 18,000 illegal migrants entering the United States per day once Title 42 expired, the Biden administration rolled out what it called its new enforcement actions in a fact sheet. Everything about that is erroneous because there aren't many facts in there and there wasn't much enforcement either. And it wasn't all that new necessarily either in all of its respects. Well, in two respects, it was very new. Unprecedented, I think, was the term that CBS News used. And of course, unprecedented in this context means illegal. One of the schemes that the Biden administration was proposing was to allow 30,000 nationals of four countries, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela, to fly into interior airports in the United States per month under what it refers to as the CHNV parole process. CHNV, of course, being an acronym for the four countries, Cuba, Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela who nationals would benefit from these programs. And if you wonder why those four countries, it's for a couple of reasons. One, ever since Joe Biden took office, we've seen a surge in nationals coming from those four countries. I think in 2020 and 2019, we saw about 5,000 total nationals of those four countries. But after Joe Biden took office, we began to see the number of Venezuelans in particular, but also nationals of those other three countries who were apprehended at the Southwest border surge. So by giving two years of parole to people under the CHNV parole processes, the Biden administration hoped to curb the number of illegal entrants from those four countries. In other words, they would just have to fly over the border on their way to Miami or Chicago or wherever, rather than be turn themselves into the Border Patrol. Absolutely. But of course, the plain flaw in this system is that there's no way to ensure that the people who won the CHNV lottery each month, 30,000, would otherwise have come to the United States illegally. And that's the theory, obviously. Uh, That is the theory. But in the case of Venezuelans, as I can explain later, it hasn't worked out that way. So, 232,863 nationals of those four countries have been paroled into the United States under the CHNV program since it was announced on uh, January the 5th. And of those, according to documents that the Center for Immigration Studies has managed to obtain through FOIA, more than 221,000 of them flew into interior airports in the United States. The rest you know, cross the land border. So the vast majority of them actually just flew in. An interesting aspect of that, Mark, is that we asked for the names of the airports that they flew into. Right. And the Biden administration contends that that is law enforcement sensitive information that it can't reveal to us. In reality, the reason that they won't reveal the three letter airport codes for those airports is because the Biden administration doesn't want Mayor Eric Adams in New York doesn't want the governor of Illinois or, you know, Gavin Newsom in California or Ron DeSantis in Florida 
to know that tens of thousands of, you know, new aliens are being flown into their states who have no right to be here. Each one of those aliens is removable from the United States. Parole is a very limited authority that can be pulled at any time. So this is just an illegal scheme to funnel people into the United States under CHNV parole. And basically, to your airport issue, you know, I mean, Miami knows and New York and Chicago know that some of them are being sent there, but actually having concrete numbers is something that the administration is afraid of because of the political pushback. You see what I mean? In other words, there's no doubt that, I mean, and I think Miami is one of the top ones because of the, so many Cubans and Haitians are coming over. And Venezuela. Yeah. And they know that. But if you have the number, that becomes much more politically problematic. That's why they're hiding the specific airports. But we were able, through a lawsuit, able to get the number of actual people they're letting in totally in the country. So that parole program for Cubans, Haitians, Nicaraguans, Venezuelans, it's illegal. More than 230,000 people just in fiscal year 2023. So what's the next gimmick the administration is using to let in people? This one is really unique. In that January 5th fact sheet, the White House revealed that once Title 42 ended, aliens on the other side of the border in northern and central Mexico would be able to pre-schedule their illegal arrivals in the United States using the CBP-1 app. And I refer to this as the CBP-1 app interview scheme. Yeah, we did a whole podcast on that too. So, And this is not just for these nationalities. This is for anybody from anywhere in the world. It's for anyone from anywhere in the world. In fact, what we've determined through a separate FOIA request that the center has done is that the largest nationality group that's benefiting from this is actually Mexicans. Keep in mind, there are 126 million people in Mexico. But going back to the erroneous statements in the fact sheet, that program didn't actually launch once Title 42 ended. As you and I have discussed in the past, that happened on May 11th. This program was opened up. Again, you go on your phone, you open an app like, you know, Resi or Open Table, you pre-schedule when you want to be interviewed at the port of entry and you show up and you're funneled into the United States that way. And let go. And that's and the go. illegal part of it because you have no right to be here. You're still an illegal alien. Scheduling your arrival isn't itself illegal. The administration is breaking the law by letting you go subsequently. And almost all are let go. Isn't that correct? Yeah, no. In fact, what we have determined is that 235,172 aliens were actually paroled into the United States after they scheduled their interviews at the ports using the CBP-1 app. And this is a critical point to make to your point. And that is, you know, often when you see these congressional hearings, especially when the center testifies at them, you know, people, you know, members complain about scapegoating the migrants. I don't blame the migrants who have taken advantage of this scheme in any way. If I were them, I would have done the same thing. If anybody deserves to be scapegoated, it's the Biden administration for coming up with this scheme to begin with. Parole, which is the vehicle that the Biden administration is using to release these people at a rate of 1,450 per day into the United States, is actually a very limited authority Congress gave to the executive branch in 1952, when it wrote the Immigration and Nationality Act, to allow a very limited number of people to enter the United States for two purposes. One, emergency medical treatment, and two, 
to appear as defendants or witnesses in criminal proceedings in the United States. The Biden administration is now taking that very narrow authority and funneling people into the United States. By the way, you don't have to trust me about the fact that this is illegal because when the Biden administration used the same scheme to release illegal aliens who were apprehended by Border Patrol agents into the United States, Judge T. Kent Weatherell II, in a case brought by the state of Florida challenging this scheme, said it's plainly illegal. In fact, he shut it down. And that order was actually affirmed by the 11th Circuit, and the Biden administration is seeking Supreme Court review. So we've got these two programs. They both involve paroling in people who have arranged for their illegal immigration. Either they fly over the border or they show up at a port of entry. And the total of those two is close to half a million, 468,000. But that is just one piece. It's not even the majority. In fact, it's barely over a third of the total number of people they're letting go. So what's the other piece now of illegal immigrants that they're letting go at the border? Right. And remember, the whole idea behind the CHNV parole processes and behind the CBP-1 app interview scheme was, we're going to really crack down on the border We're going to enforce it. We're not going to let people in. We're going to expand our use of expedited removal. In fact, on May 11th, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas stated that the vast majority of people who were apprehended entering the United States illegally were going to be subject to expedited removal and were going to be, you know, removed from the United States in a matter of, you know, weeks, if not days. And so the thinking there, carrot and stick. In other words, that's the way the administration presented it. We're going to be tough between the ports of entry where it's illegal to cross. But what we're going to do is open these new lawful pathways, which are themselves illegal, for people to schedule a supposedly legal entry into the United States at a port of entry. So has there been any stick? Because we've talked about the carrot. The two things you talked about were the carrot part. Almost half a million people who have no right to be here let go by the administration just in the past year. What about the stick? The stick is non-existent. You know, it's balsa wood hitting a brick wall (laughs) because in FY 2023, 908,788 illegal entrants who were apprehended by Border Patrol at the southwest border were released into the United States. Again, consider that 908,788. In one year. But the bad news is in one year. But the bad news is that it's just getting worse because notwithstanding Secretary Mayorkas's uh, statements, notwithstanding the January 5th fact sheet, 155,914 aliens who were apprehended entering the United States illegally in the month of September were released into the United States. That is the largest number of migrant releases in one month in U.S. history. So that's the that's included in that 900,000 number, but it's actually way more than one-twelfth of it. In other words, that the number being released per month has actually been going up. Yeah, it's about one in eight of all of those releases took place just last month. In well, the month September, of September, anyway. Yes, was in the month of month, September. Because, yeah. of course, October's numbers aren't out. So, you know, really what the Biden administration is doing is it's creating a completely separate immigration system to the United States over and above what Congress has set. 
under U.S. law, under the Constitution, Congress makes the rules to determine which aliens are allowed into the United States, which have to be kept out and which have to be removed. This is black letter law. The Supreme Court, you know, has written in a number of cases. In fact, it said nothing is embedded more in our laws than the concept that Congress actually gets to make that decision. The Biden administration, based on comparing the lawful immigration system to this parallel illegal immigration system, in FY 2023, actually exceeded the legal immigration system by 140%. In other words, 40% more illegal aliens have been allowed into the United States than people who came in with green cards based on a six-year average of people who came in as lawful permanent residents. So the so the total, just so people, you know, keeping track at home, of the three things you talked about, the people flying over the border, the illegals scheduling their open table app arrivals at the border, and then those who turn themselves in to the border patrol crossing illegally, that adds up to something like almost 1.4 million people. And that's compared to the average number of legal immigrants let in over the past six years of 900,000. So that's that's the issue. And legal immigration could go a little higher. Sometimes it's even 1.1 million. But Biden's illegal immigration system, this is a system of letting in illegal immigrants, is in excess of any regular legal immigration number ever. Ever. Yeah. So he's just created his own immigration system. And just to kind of put the little cherry on top of the whipped cream, even that was 1.38 million roughly that he let in and let go over the past year. Even that's not the actual total, is it? Because there's another, maybe not as big, but another maybe 100,000 that were let in in a different way, if you could explain that. Sure. And during his Senate testimony, Secretary Mayorkas confirmed that more than 600,000 other aliens entered the United States illegally who were not encountered by CBP, not encountered at the ports, not encountered by Border Patrol agents. When you add that 600,000 plus in, you get to 2 million brand new aliens who are now residing in the United States. And by to you know compare that, if they all lived in one state, it would be the 37th largest state in the union, which means that it would be more people that live in 13 U.S. states and well in excess of the number of people who live in the District of Columbia. So, you know, this has many impacts. One, it's illegal. It undermines the rule of law. There is that. Two, it puts stresses on municipal fisks and state fisks throughout the country. Part of the reason why you see Eric Adams and other mayors coming to Washington, D.C. to demand $5 billion in funding to deal with their migrant crises is because all of those people are coming to the United States. Many of them are going to those cities. And once in those cities, those cities then have to provide them shelter, food, medical care, education for their kids. So that is a significant impact. It's going to have other downstream impacts. I mentioned education. If you took just the unaccompanied alien children who have been apprehended since Joe Biden took office, it would be, and put them in one school district, it'd be the sixth largest school district in the United States, right behind Miami-Dade. And, you know, actually 
sneaking up on that. If you add all the kids who arrive with their parents in what we call family units, you'd probably be somewhere around the third or fourth largest school district in the United States. So, you know, when your property taxes go up, which is what funds most public schools, when your kids' class sizes balloon, and when those teachers have to give, a, you know, special care and treatment to all of those kids, most of whom have not received the benefits of a good education, and few of whom, if any, speak English, you know, those impacts are going to be felt. We're going to see other downstream impacts as well. We know that there is a huge housing shortage in the United States, particularly what we refer to as multifamily housing, apartment complexes. Right. When you're talking about adding 2 million new people in one year, in one year to the United States, that crisis is going to become a catastrophe. The third place that you're really going to feel it is in the medical care system. Few, if any, aliens enter the United States with health insurance and few, if any of them are going to get it. In fact, we know that somewhere between 45 and 70 plus percent of all illegal aliens in the United States don't have health insurance. For that reason, the place that they get their medical care is at the emergency department, as doctors refer to it, the emergency room for, you know, the uninitiated at big hospitals. So, That has a significant impact on wait times at those hospitals. We're not talking about catastrophic medical care where somebody's got a broken arm or a laceration and they're in danger of bleeding out. Those aliens use the emergency room as their primary care physician. If your kid's got an earache, if you've got a strange rash, if you've got vertigo, you know, if you think you broke your pinky toe, That's where you're going to go to get your health care if you're in that cohort of people. Yale News, I believe it was last year, talked about the emergency department crisis in the United States. They're already strained. Anybody who's visited their local emergency room anytime recently will tell you that there is a huge problem. And, you know, in the wake of COVID, we already knew that there was a medical care problem in the United States. Two million new people is going to exacerbate that if not bring the system crashing. Two million new illegal immigrants. Let's let's emphasize that. I mean, is fewer than a million or maybe around a million additional people who are let in through the legal immigration system. But let's so so people don't get too confused with the numbers. We're talking about this year, the administration let in almost 1.4 million illegal immigrants, consciously let them in. Another 600,000 that are acknowledged by DHS were known gotaways, people detected but not taken into custody. So that's 2 million people. But that's just in fiscal year 2023. What is roughly speaking the total since this administration took office? We're talking something like 3 million people that they let go into the United States. Is that correct? Yeah, we're actually talking somewhere between three and a half and four and a half million people who have been apprehended and released, people who have been let in through these two schemes, CHNV parole and the uh, CBP-1 app scheme, people who have been released and gotaways. You know, you're talking about somewhere around 4.5 million. And we know that the gotaway number is low. In fact, it's important for the listeners to understand the Biden administration is deliberately not counting the number of people who have entered the United States illegally. 
there were a series of aerostats, tethered blimps that were uh, all along the southwest border. And those are the cameras on those are very exact. They can count the number of people who are coming over. The Biden administration has been pulling those blimps down when I was in Sierra Vista, Arizona, testifying before Congress back in August. The blimp was sitting in a field. It wasn't sitting in the sky. And when I asked uh, the local police chief why that was, he said, well, I don't know. Maybe there's a cloud in the sky because they know that the Biden administration is deliberately keeping those aerostats on the ground so that it doesn't have an accurate count. In fact, the last Border Patrol chief, when he testified before Congress in March, said that the known Godaway number probably underestimates the total by about 10 to 20 percent. So you could add an additional, you know, 120,000 people plus in fiscal year 2023 who have entered the United States. So we're talking just bottom line. Since the Biden administration began, they have affirmatively, consciously just let go into the United States close to three million illegals. And then another million and a half, maybe probably more than that, they knew about but got away and didn't, you know, take them into custody. So we've got another year plus of this administration. Policy could change. It's entirely possible. But this would be a sort of record-breaking run of running up the illegal population in the United States for any administration. No administration as far as, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but has either consciously or through, you know, through omission or commission allowed the illegal immigrant population to grow as much as this administration has. It'll be, you know, 5 million at least, could be 6 million by the end of this administration. And, you know, the listeners, they may think, well, this entire thing, well, you know, we just got a lot of migrants. Of course, the number of people released is going to be higher. Congress in the Immigration and Nationality Act has stated that the Biden administration, that any administration doesn't have the authority to release any alien who is encountered at the border of the ports. Each one of those people who was released into the United States, the 908,000 plus, nearly 909,000 in FY 2023, each one of those releases was in violation of federal law. Now, the Biden administration's excuse is, well, we don't have the resources to detain all those people. And to that, I'm actually going to give two responses. One, DHS is required to send notification to Congress every six months on the number of detention spaces it's going to need. The Biden administration has never sent that report to Congress. Two, the Biden administration for the last two budget requests has asked for a cut in the amount of detention space that it has. It has about 34,000 daily detention beds right now. And it wants Congress to cut that to 25,000, notwithstanding the fact that it had to release 155,000 plus people in September because they didn't have space. Right. It's time for Congress. It's time for the American people to wake up to this scheme. You can't sit there and say we have to release people because we don't have detention space and then not tell Congress how much detention space it needs. Look, at that point, it's going to be a fiscal question. But. One thing I can guarantee you is that if the Biden administration or the next administration started detaining those people who entered illegally or, as the Trump administration did, used its authority also in the INA to return those people back across the border to Mexico to await their asylum hearings, 
the number of people entering the United States would plummet. We would probably get fewer than 50,000 at that aliens attempting to enter the United States illegally every month. And in fact, the numbers would probably drop down to about the 13 or 14,000 range monthly. Other administrations have managed to detain those people. In fact, in FY 2013, the Obama administration detained from beginning to end of that process, 88% of all of the people who attempted to enter the United States illegally. It actually detained part of that population for a brief period of time. If you detain those people, they're not going to come. Future people aren't Future come. people yeah, Because aren't. the whole point is it's a stratagem to be released into the United States to say that you fear persecution. Most of those people are not qualified asylum recipients. Absolutely not. In fact, you know, again, I referred to, the, you know, that Mexican 55,000 plus people who used the CBP-1 app from Mexico who are released in the United States. The asylum grant rate for Mexico is 4% in immigration court. It doesn't appear that the Biden administration is doing any screening for asylum claims to those people when they show up. Worse, according to information that we've received about the CHNV parole program and the House Judiciary Committee has received, it doesn't appear that the Biden administration is vetting any of those CHNV parolees before they actually get to the United States, before the plane lands and they walk up to the kiosk at the airport. Right. So, you know, this is a national security issue. This is a fiscal disaster that has implications, again, for schools, for housing, for medical care, for fiscal budgets. And it's one that the American people need to understand so that their representatives can respond to appropriately. Yeah, that's a good uh, way to wrap it up. We will have a link to Art's paper. It's not a paper. It's a few pages. It's a blog post, but it's a long and substantive blog post if you want to, again, go over the specific ways this administration is releasing people into the country have no right to be here. Essentially, this administration is creating illegal aliens because somebody who's hasn't crossed the border yet, say he's a somebody from uh, you know Yemen who's in Mexico. He's not an illegal alien in the United States yet. I have no idea whether he is in Mexico. That's their problem. When he crosses the border, he becomes an illegal immigrant. This administration, through these various mechanisms, is affirmatively increasing the illegal population. They are running up the illegal population. And it's a whole other podcast about why this is happening, but this isn't something that is happening to the Biden administration. This is something the Biden administration is knowingly, consciously doing with regard to immigration. So thanks for coming on, Art, and uh, we will uh, obviously revisit this topic again because it's uh, one of the most important issues right now in immigration. Thank you, Mark. And finally, I just wanted to draw your attention to the fact that this week, the center is joining with several other research organizations around the world to start something called the International Network for Immigration Research. And it's not a new organization so much as just a cooperative arrangement of people who do research think tanks in different countries that share a similar perspective on immigration. In other words, examine both the costs and the challenges as well as the benefits that immigration can create. Every country has very different immigration policies. 
the members of this new network agree on and cooperate on will mostly be related to enforcing whatever that immigration policy a country selects to actually enforce it. And so we are joining with think tanks from France and Hungary and Israel, and that might grow in the future, but this is the sort of the initial start of the uh, effort to probably have some joint workshops, conferences. We are even talking about potentially a peer-reviewed journal looking at immigration issues. But the basic point is to create a network for cooperation and information sharing because the research organizations on the other side of the issue, those that promote expanded immigration and weaker enforcement and are basically skeptical of national sovereignty and national borders, are not just extremely numerous and lavishly funded, but also work together extensively and have cooperative arrangements that help them sort of be more than the sum of their parts. There's nothing like that for those of us who are skeptical of the narrative that immigration is an unalloyed good and that enforcement is somehow bad. And so that's what this new International Network for Immigration Research is intended to promote. And it's brand new and we'll see where it goes, but we're hoping that we'll be able to grow this into something, uh, into a cooperative effort with other countries that's more expanded and will help us individually do our, our own jobs better within our own countries. We'll let you know how that goes. And you know, with high hopes to the future, uh, as President Lincoln said, I offer no predictions as to how that will work. Until next week, this is Mark Krikorian signing off for Parsing Immigration Policy. 